0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. 24, 2024. And you are listening and watching the Daily AI show live. And today we got Beth, Andy, Robert, and I'm Brian. And it's Wednesday. So that means we are going to talk about all the AI news that we, and individually, thought was interesting. So just, if you're new here, if you're just listening to this show, we do this every Wednesday, and we don't know what the other co-hosts are going to bring up, which is always super fun. We don't we don't get together before this, because I think the fun of it is that, um, while we all have sort of the top stories, a lot of times that we're aware mm. of, um, we're all learning along with everybody else. So it's, it's fun, we've been doing this for, for a couple months now, um, but it's a good midweek pause. Hey, what happened in the last seven days in the world of AI? What do we think our audience would love to know about um, that we think is interesting, cool? You know, all of the above, um, and then we just kind of go from there. So uh, I will be happy to kick this off or throw this rather throw this to anybody who feels like they have a hey, this has got to be talked about. I have a few as always, but does anybody have a hold the phone? We've got to talk about this first. This this came out in the last seven days. Uh, I'm uh, jumping. Oh
1: go no, go ahead. Ahead, Beth, I, I
2: insist. Uh, so this came out this morning, uh, or maybe last night. Um, Google released Lumiere, uh, which is a research paper showing uh, really amazing text to video. Um, uh, it's not slow, right? It's normal, that kind of stuff. They released something earlier. Now this is a now this is more. Um, elaborated and i can actually yes i can uh share my screen okay oh,
0: luminaire luminaire lumiere, lumiere. yep lumiere okay
1: like from beauty and the beast the the little candle guy that's what i was right. thinking
2: <laughs> so these are text to video oh right and so what we're just Seeing, uh, you can go to lumier video.github.io if you're listening. That's you're listening not hard to at all. Like, the, <laughs> um, there's just a lot of natural movement in this. You can also do AI to uh to video, you can do stylized generation. Um, oh, so cool. you can have a particular style here and it uh changes all of your video generations to match that style. Um, wow, that's kind of cool you can have video stylization same idea <laughs> um yeah like this is just you can have cinemagraphs this is a new word for me but this is where you basically animate a section of a still video um mm. and uh and those are very cool like it isn't that that this isn't possible with like mapping together a ton of little tools. I believe what they're showing is the back end that they're doing this and it's allowing, um, uh, allowing a bunch of modifications to be made in one tool. Uh, this is also so like product placement kind of stuff. Um, you're able to modify a video so that the, so that there are different clothes being worn by the person and the, and it, uh, and the video stays the same right like the person is now just moving in the in the different clothes i want to uh, point out for anybody that the does not be
0: able to see this uh, Beth, just the, really quick. what
2: is this can
0: you- sorry just real quick yep. on on the thing well, i just uh, want to point sorry. out really quick that sorry i', don't, I, don't <laughs> I was just gonna you. say that they're not watching the same cl- they're not wearing the same clothes and it, we've seen before where you can just change the color of a dress but what's really cool about this from a marketing is the model that's walking through the field of Flowers is wearing various different dresses that hang on her differently. And that's really really cool when you think about that because of what that would do for like marketing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just uh, our, for people our, who are seeing this, it's cool.
1: They're all strapless back, you know, back view of a dress, you know, with the same height of dress at the back. It's not changing the entire outfit, but, but you're right. It does, you know, convincingly show the colorways that are possible in a in a product catalog with very little change. But but just to
3: agree with Brian that there's there are several different nuanced where one of them had on the arm, one of them had more of a bust. So it was it was able to completely change the dress color pattern and how it fit her, even though she walked the same, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, right one cool. of them is
2: tighter on her butt one of them is flowier right. so it's like playing in the uh in the flower field um sorry for people who are listening but this is very cool and uh go yeah. to posts on t- on t- the 24th of january and you'll be able to see a lot of people talking about this so i, so.
0: I think um too like the this this I are when mean, we talk about roi we had somebody a couple a couple weeks ago talk about the roi of like ai and stuff and i look at stuff like this and i go maybe not today but maybe in a few months as it, it gets more ironed out or whatever if you're in marketing if you're creating creative ads oh my god do you yeah. have so many tools at your disposal now to to you know uh save money create You know, whereas if you're a small shop and you're like, we don't have the money to to try this four different ways. Okay, we'll we'll take our currently best selling dress in blue and we'll go pay for one model to go down either whatever whatever the case is, right? And now they can like they can they don't have to do that. They don't have to put all their eggs in one basket, they can easily create, you know, creative ads that Maybe it's for the, the pink dress or whatever the, whatever it is, whatever the, the product is. It doesn't have to be closed. I just think it's super cool. That's all.
3: Well, if you remember, I, I want to say six to eight months ago, not to brag, but I did mention something very similar to this that was, that was being done somewhat differently where you could tell the website, what is your body type? And we showed what a model who had that body type was wearing. Yeah, I, that that. Outfit. I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. You're going to sell yeah. so much crap. If you can show somebody what they look like in that, yeah. like I'm 190 yeah. pounds, I'm five foot nine. Show me, you know. I was like, yeah. yes, I'll buy. It. Oh, that that won't work. I want a large or an extra large. You would right. sell so much stuff. Um, yeah. This is another version, just to kind of piggyback on Beth's. I saw this today from Adobe. It's called Act Anywhere. You basically take a video, you give, uh, the second input is an image of a background and you show that video happening with that background. And this one that's is crazy. a runner running on water because it showed the second image was a picture of a lake and it will do the splashing of the water and everything. Now, how cool is that? So it's yeah, it kind of the cool. same kind of idea where you're taking video and you're modifying it, and, but this is just the background. So you're just changing the background as opposed to, uh, inside of the con. Now melding those two together is just, you know, it's coming everybody's working on this and I feel like this is going to be like you're going to expect it and i swear if if you were if you were 20 years ago seeing this stuff you're going to you would say it was magic you would say who is the wizard in the computer yeah, you, yeah it was just blow your mind if you're 100 years ago you would say it's like the devil but you know it's crazy yeah
2: so anecdotally also matt wolf uh just quickly said uh put a post on x saying hey so like 3 weeks ago when i did my 2024 predictions i said no way we're going to have like video, Thirty to sixty-minute AI-generated video. Um, I take that back. Yeah, uh, I can't tell you what I've seen, but based on what I've seen, I take that back. <laughs> That's going to happen in twenty twenty-four. So
0: I think what you just showed too, Robert, is like, I just really quickly it makes me think of influencers. And I'm, looks, I'm, I'm pro influencers. I think there's a, there's a real. There's a there's a lot of value to it. I have friends that are in the influencer market, both from the creator side as well as people who consider themselves to be influencers. And I think there's a, there's a necessity or need for that. It's it's good. However, we we've all seen the pictures of like influencer perfectly crafted picture of like let's say the taj mahal and then it's like somebody else from four feet away and they're like reality and it's like a thousand people (laughs) in that space and it makes it look like they're there by themselves and anyway robert i look at i look at like tools like that and i go man you like it? Some hotel is gonna just go to some influencer who has not left their office like this, and they're <laughs> like, Hey, we'll pay you a thousand dollars if you can just show you sitting up at our cool pool on the 40th floor, you know, overlooking the city at night or whatever. And they're
2: gonna
0: go, <laughs> That was by the way, that was if you can't see me, that's me doing my typing on a computer, <laughs> and it's gonna <laughs> output this AI video. <laughs> of them doing exactly that and they're never going to leave their office and like yeah why why would the hotel care there's like we just need the we just need the image we don't care that you were actually here on site you know i don't know it's crazy anyway what up, what's up next
1: i want to uh, follow on google's impressive demonstration of video uh, and i wish carl were here because carl's uh, you know a skeptic about google and i'm a fan of google's I believe that Google will always come from behind and surprise, uh, and I think their video capabilities are pretty impressive. But in addition, you know, we talk about you know Google losing its its core business, but one of its core businesses is the browser Chrome.
2: Yes. Now
1: Chrome is huge, mm-hmm. and and what they've done now is they've integrated a number of AI facilities within Chrome. Uh, the, the simplest one to, to, to explain would be simply that even if you're on a, another website and you're having to type in something, you can ask it to, you know, help you write that, mm-hmm. okay? That just write from the browser. You don't have to buy a subscription or anything. It's just Chrome with AI assistant built into it. So I think that's going to really <clears throat> popularize and, uh, you know, introduce AI tools to a really, really broad audience. So I have one, a couple other things, but I'll just add one right now, which is, there, you know, one of the concerns that we always have about generative AI is the ability to do deep fakes and to plagiarize, in effect. Uh, you know, that, that really makes for a, a really urgent need for us to be able to detect when AI was used to generate some text and uh, there's a research paper that came out with a new technique called binoculars. Uh, it's a methodology of uh, using AI to detect whether something that it is presented has been generated by another AI. And it had an astounding 90% detection rate with less really? than 1% false positives. So wow. it's, it's basically saying, okay, we've got the tools now. We've got AIs that can tell when other AIs are generating the text. Uh, so, uh, that's a major advancement.
0: Yeah. The, the, one of the things that came out just, I think in the last two days is as, um, in the States, we're having our, um, primaries, uh, leading up to the, um, presidential election later on this year. Um, there was one that came out, they said was, they felt was very, very likely to be a fake, um, robocall that was made for president Biden. And essentially I listened to it on like CNBC or whatever, and essentially this robocall um, was Biden basically saying, Hey, there's, there's no reason to vote in the primaries. It doesn't matter. Just, just wait. (laughs) So anyway, like the idea was, it was dissuading people from voting. Right. And of course this could be this happened to be a a Biden one, but of course it could have been on the other side too. I don't think it has anything to do with a particular political party. It's just that this is concerning. And it, you know, they've said like, look, maybe this will be the wake up call that at least in the States we need for, you know, uh, laws and oversights for this kind of thing. Hopefully it's going to wake some people up that this exists um, because there's some real fears that come along with um, the elections and how AI will play a part in that with cloning and stuff. So I don't know, maybe tools like, you know, binocular will be, or binoculars will uh, be really, really helpful for that because You know the general public needs to know when these things are um being deceptive and so on and so forth it was interesting they said too like there's laws against dissuading people from voting that's a that's a law that exists however there really aren't clear laws about how ai and cloning are being used and so like There's not even a clear way right now to go after people who might have been behind this. And they're like, it's hard to tell what even tools were used. And it's so easy that anybody with five minutes worth of YouTube knowledge can do with 30 seconds of it. It's just ridiculously easy. So anyway, just wanted to bring it up since you mentioned Andy as far as the that this this cloning of voices and things like that. It's just getting harder and harder.
2: So one of the, it, just to clarify, it sounded like in the beginning you were saying that you weren't sure whether this was a deep fake, 100% deep fake, like giving absolute misinformation. Uh, no, no, it's
0: uh, what I was saying, Beth, just to be clear was that in the in the news report I said, somebody was quoted as saying like, you know, it. yes, we believe this has all the markings, clipped voices, drop tones, things that aren't exactly like the way Biden speaks. Um, But they were saying, of course, you never know for sure with this. In other words, they were just – they weren't willing to put, like, the – stamp on it that says we're a thousand percent sure that this is a deep fake. But maybe you saw something differently, but that was what I was referring to.
2: Uh So the content of the video makes it a thousand for sure, for sure, a deep yeah. fake. I know, right? but, but because, because, because be there's careful. no way that well, Biden no, no, made no, no, the right, statement. I know, right, but, right. but let's, be careful.
3: let's be careful this. here because uh, obviously we're, we're trying to stay bipartisan, whatever the word is. But Brian's point is not that he went to the content. His point is look for the markers that make it disingenuous or fake content you, it, may, it might it's clear as day this time beth but next time it might not be that clear so that you can't actually say the content is invalid because it's so wildly crazy right right, right. right. so
2: totally yeah. get that yeah. i'm just saying one of the markers is if the statement doesn't make sense from the person who is supposed to say that right well
3: again as, though as as it makes
0: sense yeah. to us yeah that, i clearly they thought that they would get people to not go to the polls because right. of it you know i mean next listen time
3: it's gonna be much more nuanced next next time it's gonna be look it's gonna not say it blatantly it's like you know that there's flooding at the at the polling station so we're gonna have to close it down today like something very much believable but not yeah. overtly trying to keep you from voting
0: right so yeah. i don't know anyway so that's that's something that's out there um uh, i guess i'll throw one out really quick because i we i did a post about it and we used it 11 labs which just recently hit a unicorn status 11 labs is not not one of the first but they've definitely been around for well they've only been around for a year actually <laughs> which is crazy but um they do voice mm-hmm. cloning uh speaking of so this is a good uh, mm-hmm. se- uh segue um and uh they they've gotten better and better and better there was always one of my favorite tools in terms of um their their ability to voice clone. So they just came out with something called dubbing. I'll just hit it really quick. I'll share my screen. And they have this new dubbing studio. And what I did was I grabbed an actual clip from this show. It was happened to be me, Beth and Andy. I was just looking for any clip where there was multiple people speaking just to get a feel for it. So I had it, I'll show it in a second, but I had it dub over to Spanish. And what I wanted to know is, I put a, a Facebook post at, or, excuse me, a LinkedIn post about it today. Um, I wanted to know, like, well, how how accurate was it about breaking out our voices? Um, and um, it broke out all the all the 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 audio on separate tracks, which was really really interesting to see, and it gave me a lot of flexibility about changing up the transcript a little bit and things like that. So I'll share it just super quick. Um, we don't need to watch the whole thing, um, but I want to make sure. Uh, share tab audio yep so this guy right here so hopefully we'll be able to hear this and i'm just going to click play a little bit at the beginning middle and end so you can hear the three different voices Simplemente en mi casa, you guys hear that i can't understand it oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Sure.
2: Yeah. you can
0: hear so I want to I want to point out there that's me Beth and Andy all speaking over each other and I don't know about the translation quality but what I'll say is it's impressive that when it broke out those tracks it just layers them and they become three layers and so it has no issue doing all three translations even if we can't clearly hear what like Andy is saying cuz it's sort of in the background and then if we go to the middle here um I me, Beth. I don't. We think Beth sounds exactly like like she would in Spanish.
2: I got iPhone out of that, and then Andy here at the uh, great I didn't know you could speak
0: Spanish. That's hilarious.
3: I so had a mental like how
1: wow. This Mucho más natural y fluido en su interacción contigo que Siri conmigo. I love the oh way it gets God, Andy's
0: man. vocal flexions.
1: <laughs> you
0: know, so it's. Um, I know
1: one thing about those, though, you know, the, the, the I, I think the, the best, uh, examples of this translation ability for video has really very, uh, accurate lip trans translation right, yeah. as well meaning the like video AJ, that yeah. they're seeing is is synced with the new language this wasn't doing that this was just no. the audio part of it but that's enough for most people who cares if the lips are <laughs> out of sync uh and, but eventually those things will merge right so yeah, this no, very sure. very capable uh you know translation from 11 labs will match up with the video modifications that allow the the video to actually appear to well, be speaking correctly with the lit.
3: If anybody's watched an old Jackie Chan movie or any Kung Fu movie, right, where they overdub the voice, you always had the voice actor that isn't quite you know isn't quite the same vein as the actor but this Mm -hmm. technology even just the basic like you could be a college student and take 20 uh movies from the 1970s and overdub them with this technology and already be better like it's it's going to sound better the inflection is going to be better it's going to be in the right tone of the original actor and it's kind of not going to sound fake and stupid that's just fun me. Another million
1: dollar idea. Thank you, Robert. This is a, a daily show, a million dollar idea. Go back to all T. the <laughs> great libraries of videos that never were overdubbed in the other languages and offer those up. That's a great yep. idea.
0: I, well, love I it. think you're right in terms of the 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 like the more of the heygen um matching of the uh, the uh, mouth. Like right now, that would be that would be a laborious process to do that for like a feature-length movie. But to your point, Andy. It won't always be. It'll it'll some at some point it'll be some button you click and it'll say, What do you want to translate it into? So I actually think it's really oh, wow. cool because. You know, let's take even think, something even more modern, like um, uh, Squid Games on Netflix. Huge international phenomenon, but it was overdubbed. And I found it very, very difficult to watch as an overdub. I usually do. Uh, my wife is trying to learn French right now, so she watches a lot of overdub stuff. So just take something like Squid Games, where Netflix goes, yeah, okay, well, just say what language you want to see it in. And then it's going to sync up to the mouth. It's going to sound like the original actor, all of the above, like you guys are saying. So I think that's super, super cool. Um, okay let's see we got we got a couple more minutes here uh, I, just on the Google one I'm gonna throw one out there. Um, you were talking about things that added uh, that Google added Andy. Um, also Gemini power chat coming to Google ads. Um, not surprised to see AI more and more and more in the ad space we were just talking about marketing earlier. obviously it's going to be in the best interest of a Google or a Facebook or meta or whatever to inject more AI tools into it. I do worry as being somebody who, you know, years ago, 2015, I was running Facebook ads for myself and other companies. Um, and it's a slippery slope. You know, if you're a small company, it was very easy to lose a lot of money quickly. It, it was it was tough. Um, you, you could make money, but it, but a lot of times it was like gambling. You usually came out on the wrong side of it. What they're doing is they're saying, hey, we have these, in this particular case, hey, we're using the ability for you to do like search and text. And we'll show you what a high converting ad most likely would be. It has an excellent score on conversions. And we're going to help you put those out there. That may be true. And, it, and honestly, if it increases conversions, no harm, no foul. That's exactly what the end user is trying to get out of it. But I do worry a little bit, the small businesses that have a very limited budget, and it's a shoestring budget, and it's, you know, coming, in my case, it was coming out of our pocket, right? I and mean, it wasn't like I had investors or anything. And my wife and I were trying to do right by that to put out ads to reach our target audience so on and so forth. I just worry and I want to, I just, I, I hope that this is like AI for good. And this isn't AI to line the pockets of the ad creators like Google and Meta. Um, great technology if it works, if it raises your conversion rates, fantastic. But it can also empty some pockets and that scares me. So just want to bring that up as well.
3: Okay, so I have a couple of um, news, I think. Uh, Let's start with sharing my screen. So um, share screen, share screen. I'm trying to be fast. And here we go. And window an entire screen. No window. And it is you guys. I'm going to share you, but it's going to only be for a second. Whoa. Okay. So um, alpha geometry for those who are uh, Mensa people actually mensa people uh, for people who are do uh, olympiad math olympiad mensa is like kindergartners to them so uh what we're trying to talk about with this article is that they came out with alpha geometry which is able to compete head to head almost with those uh math olympiads international mathematical olympiad gold medalist kind of level specifically just in geometry this was quite is a paper that basically was put out um and I love this particular paper because it's showing that we can create a little bit more visual and a little bit more creative uh, mathematical um, language models. Because before, they were kind of suffering in the performance of GPT-3 and 3.5 and whatnot. This is specifically designed to tackle the geometry, and it did really well. Um, so that was kind of a leap forward, in my opinion, for language models. Another leap forward paper that I think we want to talk about is C Act. Has anybody heard about this one? No, no. Very generically, this one basically was trained to go and compare an iPhone 15 Pro Max with an iPhone 13 Pro Max on the Apple homepage. And it instructed it to scan it and using Google Vision, sorry, GPT 4 Vision, it could select items on the website, make decisions, click on things. And so obviously it's not perfect about 50% needed to be, still be uh explained by a human but I think this is where it's going when we talk about agents for a while this is another example of a generalist web agent that is going to be slowly employed by different actors different different tools say with the rabbit for example but but this won't require specialized training it will hopefully just use the embedded uh language model or vision model tools to actually go and peruse websites that were designed for humans and interact with them which is what this whole paper is kind of leading to which
0: yeah. i thought that was excellent kind of... do you have another one and there
3: finally OpenAI ai announced its first partnership with the university so they're yep. partnering with um the arizona state university and which is interesting to me the way i read this uh will have the the university will have full access to chat enterprise and plans mm-hmm. to use it for coursework tutoring and research and more now think about the students just the staff and faculty and the, the, the university so i'm curious how they're going to um how do you say well,
1: it? it it did say that they plan to create a yeah, for students for students
3: yeah but tutoring not like you're going to have coursework or you're going to be allowed to use your chat they haven't quite talked about that but you know so that's a whole other topic but
1: well yeah. it's that, that's that's really the way you would use it is you would have an assistant, which is your tutor. You can interact with that without supervision, and it's going to be able to be used to you know learn the subject. I think that's what they mean by AI tutor. Well, I well, think AI tutor a- is like
3: Khan Academy's AI tutor, which is uh, yeah, I so that which is not really using AI. It's 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 more for the teachers to help students learn content using an AI tool not not what i'm proposing sorry beth
2: well and i was just going to say like it's going to be different per class right so this does not sound like it's like it's telling the teacher what the ai policy has to be in the class like if you're teaching coding you might have a different thing than if you're teaching research papers right you're going to have a different ai policy about how much it can be used
3: of course they have to they have to 100
0: and and think about that like the, the cost on that too like it's it's pennies, right? We're talking about for an enterprise, um, an enterprise GPT. I think Carl told us when his company set up for it, look, it's sixty dollars a seat. I mean,
3: it's a minimum of like hundred seats. I thought something crazy.
0: Yeah, okay, but no. ASU, right? So like, it's the, for them. They're just going to pass the cost on through tuition, probably three x or whatever. ASU is going to make out like a bandit. But what I did love about it is they're like, this is for a a abundance mindset. Meaning like we don't want our students, the way I read it, at least Robert, was we don't want our students to be capped, their creativity to be capped, their ability to use this. We want an abundance mindset, which is, yeah, you have. if you're at ASU, the way I understood it was if you're at ASU, you have access to our enterprise account as a student and faculty and staff. And we are fully expecting you to use this. Um, as well as for like these different tutors and trains that they, they I guess, are going to build into it, which it's really, really interesting. I mean, I, I'll tell you, if my daughter was going to college next year, she's not. But if she was of that age, I would be excited if she was going to ASU. And I knew that she was going to like she was at a forward thinking university, who is who is not trying to restrict, but actually trying to say, no, let's Let's get more creative thinkers out there in the world. Let's get constructive criticism. Let's do all these things. And by the way, we can also use AI tools to get there. It's not just simply, oh, this will help you cheat. No, it's a, it's a reframing of how we think of education, which I think is super cool. Go ahead, Andy. I know you're about
1: to say something. Yeah, so I, uh, finally for me, uh, you know, large language models have demonstrated the ability to mimic in many ways the uh, ac- action of thinking in a human uh, and prompting can actually d- create responses that are, you, require some kind of reasoning. So here's, uh, for this thanks to Marshall Kirk- Kirkpatrick of Time to AI Impact, his mm-hmm. newsletter surfaced this one, which I think is really fascinating, from Cohere, a major AI player in, this, in the world. The whole idea of using um, inner monologue Inner monologue is something that you do when you're reasoning or or deliberating about some some problem and trying to find a solution. But the AIs have not been trained on inner monologue examples. So Cohere is moving forward to create an AI, an LLM, that is is capable of, based on its training, doing this inner monologue. That's not
3: scary at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Reflection on that sort of thing. And and Marshall Kirkpatrick had already, before he heard this news, started to try this kind of prompting, which is, you know, we say sometimes, hey, think to take a deep breath. Think step by step through this. We're kind of coaching the LLM to do something that's that's going to imitate the way we would approach a problem solution. And now his his way of expressing that was reflect on the nature of this problem. And then answer based on that reflection.
2: Mm, Nice. That's
1: the whole idea. And and, and Coheris put out a request for contribution from humans of case examples of their inner monologue. So now texts will be delivered for training sets that are examples of human inner monologue.
2: <laughs> Robert's trying the to
3: figure out. Is, the <laughs> is, I, I don't want anybody to know my inner monologue.
1: <laughs> Ruminating about that, when I can see it.
3: Well, the, the problem is most of my inner monologue is my external monologue, as you can probably guess. I, I don't <laughs> know how much of a filter. So uh, I think they can just record me, and I'll be all right. Yeah. Well, all right. On that note, Brian, it's ten thirty-one. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, we were, we're uh, here uh, uh, on time.
0: <laughs> well, I I have one, but it's a quick one, and then Beth, if you have one, that's fine too. But I just wanted to mention it. Open AI, Open AI is going to build their own chips, right? And they're not just going to they're going to manufacture their own chips, so other other than like just do the the software and then have somebody else do it. They're directly going to compete with Nvidia. But this is the part that I think like that that you're like, oh yeah, I could see that they they need to have their own internal chips for what they're trying to do and stuff. We sort of talked about that a little bit yesterday with Meta, but Open AI plans to set up chip factor a chip factories worth 100 billion. And in the article, it talks about how they're they're seeking out to raise 100 billion. And I just want to take a second and pause about the idea of a company raising 100 billion. Now, we just talked about how 11 labs reached unicorn status, which is 1 billion, right? So like the idea and how much money that is that they're raising. And it's kind of just this line note in this article, like, yeah, yeah, sure. A hundred billion dollars <laughs> raised. And so they're out there actively working on this and they're gonna create their own chips and stuff. And I, it just, it, it's a mind boggling amount of money. So just really interesting. Uh, Beth, did you have another one?
2: So I'm just gonna say that like a bunch of the news that came out of um, Davos and the people who are talking to Davos And the new uh, information that came out from MIT as a research has this cost of AI like underneath it, right? Sam said Mm -hmm. at Davos, um, uh, there are, there are, um, yeah. Now I'm thinking of how Spanish is like overdubbing my pause of like, okay, thank you, everybody. Um, How um, Sam was talking about how they have um directions that they know that they think will work like they already have the research indicating like yes move let's move in this place but they don't have the infrastructure to be able to do that that's part of why he's going out in that mit came out and said uh in opposition to like this is going to affect 40 percent of all jobs worldwide that was the imfs thing um, uh, MIT said, Oh, probably only 25%, mostly in the developed countries, because this is expensive. I'm paraphrasing, go read yeah. the actual research if you want to know what it said. Uh, but, but like that was the underneath theme of all of this, like, Oh, okay. So there's a little bit of reckoning coming based on how expensive it is to train the models. It's not that expensive to yeah. use them, but yeah. You can't use them if they have not been trained.
0: And and that goes right along with what, you know, (laughs) Sam Altman said, uh, I think in the Bloomberg interview at Davos, where he's like, listen, I think uh, this push for AI and AGI is going to finally get us over the hump for uh, obtaining fission, energy. And like, he's because he was like, because we're going to need a new way to produce energy in order to get this done. And he's like, but this could be the catalyst that actually gets us there. Not that people haven't been actively working on this. But it is interesting when humans all of a sudden have this very real need. And they're like, we really, really want this to happen, like AJI or whatever the case is, how that can pull along some amazing technology that perhaps wasn't able to get there. It's like the four minute mile, all of a sudden it becomes a reality. So that's interesting. I think that's really, really cool. Um, If you're listening to this and you're thinking like, man, they didn't mention meta or anything and didn't didn't Mark Zuckerberg have a whole thing last Thursday? Yes, but we did a whole uh um, episode about that yesterday. So go check out our episode yesterday if you want to learn more of a deep dive into everything that meta was talking about, but just as a as an FYI, if that if you're thinking that wasn't that a big news story in the last <laughs> week? Yes, <laughs> but we did a whole show about it yesterday to do it. Um the rest of this week, um correction because I was saying it wrong. Well, tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh human creativity. And is AI helping or hurting that? Is it is it making it better or worse? And then on um, Friday, we're going to get into uh, a, the latest McKinsey report, which is really, really cool. They have like 10 different parts to it. Uh, We've read the report or if we haven't, we'll have read it by Friday and we're going to break that all down have a good discussion about that. Uh, and then we have a whole bunch of other stuff coming up next week. Um, have another interview that we're doing today. So uh, yeah, all the good things. With that, we'll say happy Wednesday. Have a great one, and we will uh, see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.